This is the Trivium Dad Podcast. My name is Nick, and welcome. Dearest listeners, I'm here to ask for your support, not your financial support. It would be great if you could donate. It would help support the Trivium Dad podcast and Upward Enrichment Service. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, then leave a review because it will help other people find the show. And two, tell a friend about the show. Or better yet, tell a whole bunch of friends. Thank you. This program may contain strong languages and topics that might not be suitable for all listeners. Good evening. This is the Trivium Dad Podcast. My name is Nicholas Jones, and tonight the topic will be single parent families. Families are quintessential institutions in our nations. They bring about, when it comes to the economy, you know, we're the ones that consume, we're the ones that are trying to save money so that we could, you know, take care of our children. We're the ones that are ensuring that our children are becoming educated because they're going to be the ones that are going to be the future workforce. Throughout our history in the 20th century, uh, when it first started, you know, in the early 1910s, 1920s, a typical family, they were married, uh, they stayed together because it was hard to get a divorce. It was hard to separate. You were, it wasn't the norm in society. You couldn't leave a marriage easily. It was very expensive and the judge in that time would not allow it. It was a uh, taboo. Nuclear families, when it came to a married couple with children, you know, going through even to the 1950s, an idyllic stage. You had the Great Depressions in the 1920s that started to put a strain on family life as there was no jobs. Everybody was suffering. People were hungry. People were unable to survive. It was a tough time. You know, we went into World War One, World War Two, and then it started to, you know, I guess stabilize in the 1950s. The men, you know, they were the breadwinners and the women, they were housewives and they were taking care of the household, um, making sure the children were going to school. That's what it was in the 1950s. But then something started to happen. Technology was evolving. Economic conditions were changing. There were now social trends. You know, there was more of women were not going to fit into the stereotype anymore of staying into the household. It was more empowerment. Because of that, we started to see more people not getting married. You started to see a decline marriage. You started to see an increase in divorce rates gradually in the 1960s. And then it just kept going down. People are postponing marriages. Women are putting their careers first, family structure, having a nuclear family. People are deciding either to stay single and raise 
children by themselves or co-parent, cohabitant together. When it comes to single family households, that started to increase as the percentage was in the single digits early on in the century. And now that's closer now to 25% of households are single family households in the U.S., And that has an impact in a single family household. You know, that puts a lot of strain on finances. You're always worrying about how are you going to provide the necessities, paying the rent, providing groceries, just paying utilities and just making sure everything is okay. And then it's just an overload of responsibility and the parental role. You know, it's you're taking on everything in that house and you're sacrificing your social life. You don't have a social life because you're pretty much on call 24-7. You're now at work, home, and your children have their needs. Children become harder as they get older. They have a lot more going on trying to find themselves as they become adolescents and teenagers. It's more of exploration, finding out who they are, You know, that could be a positive and that could be a negative. And then, you know, you got the households where, you know, you might have parents living with you. If you're a single family, you may have your mom in there. You have yourself and your child. And it's a tri-generational enmeshment. There is no clear delineation of roles between a grandmother, mother, and children. And that could cause dysfunction because the grandmother might want to be acting like the mom. The mom might be more dependent on the grandmother because it just makes her life easier. And the child, because they're probably more independent, thinks they're more of an adult than they are a child. So they're not going to be following everything that you know, their grandmother or mother is telling them. And single family households, it becomes harder when it comes to educational outcomes because in the schools you have the curriculum, then you have quote unquote the hidden curriculum, unequal level of parental involvement in school where you're probably not going to parent teacher conferences because Your work schedule is not going to allow you to do that. You know, you don't have the opportunity to volunteer in the classroom or volunteer when it comes to taking your child on class trips. It also becomes more of you not paying as much attention to your school, to your son's academics. Probably care more about the non-academics. What is the bus schedule? You know, are they eating their lunch? And what is going to happen once they get dismissed from school? That's pretty much. You know, it's learning how to cope uh, with life itself. And when it's when you're a single parent in the household, you're just going through a lot of different scenarios. It's always thinking, what is my next move? What is my next step? And I think when you're a single parent and you're carrying such a load, you know, your parenting skills, you're starting to hone it and you're pretty much. You know, communication and family management where you're probably, you know, super organized and you're making sure everything is done because it doesn't matter if you're, you know, in a single parent household or, you know, you're you're in a household with a mother and father. It really is. We all care for our children. And again, if you're in a household with dual incomes. You know, that's going to put you in another social class, which it provides more opportunities and more flexibility. And it just gives you less pressure. Oh, in a single family household, it's all on you. So 
is making sure that you are taking advantage of all the opportunities that are available to you that you're entitled to uh, when it comes to social uh, benefits and whatever you have to do to supplement your income. You know, that is you know, what you're going to take care of. But then when it comes to, you know, making sure that your child is applying to highly competitive schools and scholarship opportunities, that you're doing the research to look for uh, any opportunities out there that is being offered. You just don't have the time for it. Or perhaps you do, but then it's hard to follow through. It's not going to be easy, but a single, single mom, single dad's that are taking care of their children. You may have, you know, been divorced and you're sharing joint custody with your children. You know, it's really what it comes down to is just making sure your children feel loved and that you're sure that you care for them. What happens is a lot of people that come from hard situations, they're the ones that somehow find a way to become successful because they know what it is to suffer and they know that they don't like that feeling. So they're going to work hard to to succeed in life. You know, society is designed with the criminal justice system. You know, when it comes to minorities, you know, putting people in prison because of unfair laws and corrupt uh, executives, executive branch and judicial branch, you know, it breaks up communities. So a lot of people are living in single family households because of a corrupt criminal justice system. I think everything is just skewed to benefit some people, to make it hard for other people to live their life. That's why we got to come together. We got to recognize that the the way that we're looking at life uh, through propaganda and through the media, through what people are telling us, we got to build our communities. We got to make sure that it's funded, that we have the programs available to assist us, if it's youth centers or if it's, you know, making sure that the parks in our neighborhood are renovated. Uh, it's just really offering more free opportunities that are funded by the state and the federal government, uh, enrichment programs that are offered in the school, tutoring services. It's all of that that we need to come together and help each other. Because if you're in one income class, you know, there is definitely a disparity between the rich and the poor. If you're affluent, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, that's just where it's shaked out to be. Some people just become into that income bracket because of hard work and determination. They put in their time to get their education and it just becomes a positive cycle for them because then they're able to, you know, look and hunt for opportunities. They're able to pay people to provide options. Options are great. You know, they have a professional network in which they could tap into. If they don't have the answers, they know somebody that does. And if they don't know somebody that does, they have the money to to pay somebody to figure it out for them. It's really keeping people in a position to either succeed and fail. And what I mean by that is if you if you are struggling, if you don't know what's going to happen the next day, if you're living paycheck to paycheck, what do you think is happening to your mental health? You know, you're probably most likely to be depressed and have anxiety, looking for ways to cope. You know, you're probably drinking or smoking. Really, everything is about money. 
and people know how to shape society in which they could profit the most. You know, it's it's an unfair world, but this is the world that we live in. And as single parents, you know, hat tip to you. You know, I don't know. I couldn't be a single parent. I don't think I have the mental fortitude, the patience, the tough skin, the savviness, the perseverance and the hard work necessary to you know, raise children by myself and push come to shove. I'm sure I could do it. But it's it's not easy, and I recognize that, and I understand all the challenges. But I also understand there there's positives as well. There are intangibles that could come out of that, but it does put you behind the eight ball because if you're the only one making the money in your household, it's just gonna be very difficult. It's really it's really tough. I just wanted to say that you know being in a single family where you're the breadwinner, where most likely to not, you're doing everything in your God-given right to make sure that your house is taken care of, that your children are secure and safe, and they have what they need, and they have what they want. To the best of your ability, I applaud you. Just understand that there are a lot of people in your community that are willing to help and to provide support. Just got to look for it. And it's finding the time to do so that is probably the most difficult. It's finding time, money. Those are the two things. And it's finding the money, right? (laughs) But, you know, we're going to make it through and our children are going to have a bright future. And it's uh, never given up. Follow us on social media, UESNYS. Check out the website, UESNYS.com. Give us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Thank you for listening.